Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Menashe. As real estate investors, we're very sensitive to interest rates. Rates for permanent loans are indexed to the yield on the 10-year treasury, and in some cases, the yield for the 30-year treasury. That's in the United States. But for short-term financing, like bridge financing or construction loans, these loans are indexed historically to LIBOR. It's common to see a construction loan with a rate of LIBOR plus, say, 575, with a floor, sometimes set at maybe 8.5%. So what is this thing called LIBOR, and why is it used to set rates for commercial bridge loans? Well, for more than 40 years, the London Interbank Offered Rate, or LIBOR as it's commonly known, was a key benchmark for setting interest rates charged on adjustable rate loans, mortgages, and corporate debt. Over the last decade, LIBOR has been burdened by scandals and crises. In effect of December 31st, 2021, LIBOR was forecast to no longer be used to issue new loans in the U.S. It's being replaced by the Secured Overnight Financing Rate, or SOFR, which many experts consider a more accurate and more secure pricing benchmark. LIBOR provided loan issuers with a benchmark for setting interest rates on different financial products, and it was set each day by collecting estimates from up to 18 global banks on the interest rates they would charge for different loan maturities, given their outlook on local economic conditions. LIBOR was calculated in five currencies, the UK pound, the Swiss franc, euros, Japanese yen, and of course the US dollar. LIBOR was used to price adjustable rate mortgages, asset-backed securities, municipal bonds, credit default swaps, student loans, and other types of debt. As of 2019, $1.2 trillion worth of residential mortgage loans and $1.3 trillion of consumer loans were all being priced based on LIBOR. Now, when you applied for a loan based on LIBOR, a financial firm would take a LIBOR rate and tack on their additional percentage. So, for example, for a student loan, it was often based on the LIBOR three-month rate plus 2%. If the LIBOR three-month rate was, say, 22 basis points, then the base rate for the loan would be 2.22. Other factors like credit score, income, and loan term were also factored in. But LIBOR is no longer being used to price new loans. That ended on December 31st of 2021, and it will formally stick around until at least the middle of 2023. With an adjustable rate loan, your lender sets regular periods when it makes adjustments to the rate that you're being charged. The lender references LIBOR when adjusting the interest rate on the loan, changing how much you pay each month. In 2012, there were extensive investigations into the way LIBOR was being set, and it uncovered a whole bunch of irregularities. There were a lot of major banks, including Barclays, Deutsche Bank, Rabobank, UBS, and the Royal Bank of Scotland, caught up in the scandal. They were all manipulating LIBOR rates for profit. Barclays was a key player in this scam. They would submit its LIBOR estimates, claiming it was lower than what other banks actually charged it. After all, it was an estimate. It wasn't based on actual transactions. Because a lower rate supposedly indicates a smaller risk of default, it's considered a sign that a bank is in better shape than another bank with a higher rate. And it wasn't just Barclays. At UBS, one trader involved in LIBOR setting managed to rake in hundreds of millions of dollars for the bank over the course of three years. That trader colluded with other traders at the Bank of Scotland. Now, UBS executives denied all knowledge about what had been going on, even though this scheme managed to manipulate rate submissions across multiple institutions. It wasn't just these scandals that undercut LIBOR. Banks have been changing the way that they transact business, and as a result, 
LIBOR has simply become a less reliable benchmark. SOFR, or the Secure Overnight Financing Rate, is the main replacement for LIBOR in the U.S. That benchmark is based on the rates U.S. financial institutions pay each other for overnight loans, but it's based on real transactions. These transactions take the form of Treasury Bond Repurchase Agreements, otherwise known as repo agreements. They allow banks to meet their liquidity and reserve requirements using actual U.S. Treasuries as collateral. SOFR comprises the weighted average of the rates charged in these repo transactions. The important aspect of SOFR is that, theoretically, it's going to be more difficult to manipulate because unlike LIBOR, there's an extensive trading history in the repo market, roughly 1,500 times that of the interbank loans back in 2018. It's making it a more accurate indicator of borrowing costs. In addition to that, SOFR is based on data from real observable transactions, not just some fictitious estimate of the borrowing rates. And that makes SOFR more difficult to manipulate. So the preferred alternative in the U.S. would be SOFR having the Federal Reserve as the administrator. Other jurisdictions seem to be taking a different approach. For example, the UK is using the reformed Sterling Overnight Index Average, called SONIA, and the Bank of England is the administrator. In Japan, they have the Tokyo Overnight Average Rate, or TONAR, to replace LIBOR. And Switzerland is using the Swiss Average Rate Overnight, with the acronym SARON, to replace the Swiss Franc LIBOR. So why does this matter? We're seeing fragmentation, deglobalization, balkanization in international trade and in financial markets. And while SOFR is going to be more robust, each time there's a different system involved, it creates an opportunity for arbitrage. If the overnight rate in Switzerland changes out of step with that in the U.S., that's an opportunity to squeeze out a few pennies of profit. Arbitrage means that in order to make money, you need to move vast sums of cash between the systems in order to exploit a tiny profit. And it's those micro-profits that increase the volatility in markets and reduce the true nature of the market created for its fundamental purpose. We're already seeing extreme volatility in foreign exchange markets. So if you had a loan that was previously indexed to LIBOR, you can bet that it's going to be now indexed to SOFR. As you think about that, have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.